Hello, and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is still true and directly relevant in our lives. If you would like to know more on what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. We are excited to bring you this video series, and we believe you will agree with us that the findings from our studies are overwhelming, and at the very least, calls for attention from all prophecy students. As we all continue to grow in our understanding of the scriptures, it is our prayer that we always keep an open heart to the Spirit as He tweaks our understanding along the way. This video series will cover multiple topics in Bible prophecy. There is no shortage of theories as it relates to end times prophecy, and many are in contradiction with one another. We hope that we can offer some clarity and new perspective on such things, as well as offer new insight to bring to the table. At the very least, we expect to prompt some new and interesting discussion and thinking on these matters. <laughs> Obviously, we do not claim to have everything figured out, and we are definitely open to adjusting and tweaking from other perspectives. We simply want to maintain an environment of testing everything, even the topic of end times. So, get a notebook, grab a pen, and by all means, open your Bible as we study the Word. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. Ministers are not called to fill a building. Ministers are called to preach God's Word. No matter what's popular or not, no matter what's drawing the crowds or making them run, ministers are called to equip God's people, not give them the warm fuzzies. 
that you're called to deliver the unchanging word in an ever-changing world. What can place any nation on the right track to following God? What can truly turn it right side up? You can get rid of all the bars, but you'll still have alcoholics. You can get rid of all the abortion clinics, but you'll still have abortions. Moral reform has never brought about spiritual renewal, yet spiritual renewal will always bring about moral reform. It's time to stop clipping leaves and go for the root. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's the people of God who need to be brought back to his ways. It's time to turn from the traditions that have been passed down and pursue the whole word of God. The word that Isaiah said stands forever. But true revival is not something that is popular. <laughs> Just ask the prophets. In fact, a true zeal of following after the ways of God has hardly ever been the possession of the masses. Whenever following God becomes popular, odds are it's not truly following God. When it comes to religion, the crowds are rarely, if ever, in the right. For every Elijah, you'll find 450 Baal prophets. For every Noah, you'll have a vast multitude saying, it's not going to rain. To stand by the truth of God against the current vogue of the church is always unpopular and may be downright dangerous. For the truth makes us test the foundations and not count the numbers. There's a lot of fine-sounding arguments out there, and we must understand that the enemy will tell you a thousand truths to get you to believe just one lie. He's the father of lies, John chapter 8. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In a day when the church has taken on the mentality that bigger is better, it seems that almost anything goes to keep the numbers up, whatever it takes to tickle their ears. Today, ministers tickle the ears of their congregations because that is what the people are looking for. Consider the words of Paul in his second letter to Timothy. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Ministers of today know that if they don't give the people what they want, they'll lose them. Today's world is based on entertainment. Whatever the venue may be, if the people are not entertained or hearing what they want to hear, they will leave. Is there anything wrong with entertainment? Of course not. But entertainment, giving the people what they want, should not be what drives the doctrine that is preached. So, what should be the foundation of the doctrine that is established? Consider what Paul said in his first letter to Timothy. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. Pause for a moment. Let's read that again. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. So, 
what should be used properly? The law. I've once heard it said that God can do whatever he wants. And I agree. But I also believe that everything God wants to do is found in his word. Colossians chapter 2. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, compare Colossians chapter 1. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. The fullness of God dwelt in Christ, Christ being the Word. Thus, everything is to be founded in his Word. For a lot of churches today, the stress is on feeling the warm fuzzies rather than on standing on the eternal Word. There's nothing wrong with emotion, but there is a difference between emotion and emotionalism. Emotionalism is simply the act of cultivating emotions to stir feelings that God has touched you or that you have touched Him. A big problem here is that this can truly lead to depression in many various forms if these feelings are not achieved. If ever these emotions cease in frequency or completely stop, the individual is left believing that they are not in fellowship with God. Plus, it leads to the thought that the more your emotions are stirred, the more you have the favor of God on you, which in turn drives people in longing for the feelings from those emotions instead of striving for the holy life we are called to live. The Father did not pour out His Spirit for us to feel something, but rather for us to accomplish something, a holy life. John chapter 14. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And John 16. When He comes, He will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. All too often today, it seems that many confuse motion with progress. The drive for the keeping up with the latest fad or technology for the ministry leaves many in a stunted growth with their walk. A.W. Tozer once said, A church fed on excitement is no New Testament church at all. The desire for surface stimulation is a sheer mark of a fallen nature, the very thing Christ died to deliver us from. In these times that we live in, we must truly be mindful of those we give ear to. For these indeed appear to be the times that Paul cautioned Timothy about. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 4. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say with their itching ears, want to hear. Regarding the end times in Matthew 24, we find the word deceive several times. 
The first one is found in verse 5. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. This verse has been interpreted for years that there will be many people come and claim to be Jesus, Yeshua, in the end times and deceive many people, while at the same time, if you ask any believer if they believe we are in the end times, most would respond with an overwhelming yes. So, if we are in the end times, according to their understanding, where are all these people that Christ said would be claiming to be Him? Oh sure, we've seen a few here and there over the years that claim to be Christ, but that's nowhere near the many that Christ said would appear. Nowhere in history has there been, nor are there now, many claiming to be Christ, thus deceiving many in their doing. So, is it possible that this verse is misunderstood? We believe so. Yeshua is not saying here that there will be many who will come claiming to be Him, the Christ, but rather that there will be many come and will claim that He, Yeshua, is the Christ, yet will still deceive many. See the difference? Again, He's not saying that there will be many who will be saying that they are Yeshua, thus deceiving many. He's saying that there will be many that will claim that He Himself is Yeshua, and yet they will still deceive many. Let it be known that just because someone preaches that Yeshua is the Christ, it does not mean that they are proclaiming truth. How many denominations and religions do we have today preaching that Yeshua is the Christ, yet all the while teaching that His law is done away with, thus deceiving many? Let's read it again, Matthew 24. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Now, let's read another verse and compare the similarity. Matthew chapter 7. Many, same Greek, will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers, or workers of lawlessness. See how both verses refer to many and in his name? But notice that just because they did things in his name, it did not mean that they were in him. And then he says in the next verse, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Compare that with what it says just six verses earlier. Matthew 7:15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. These are the ones who come in the name of Christ, meaning that they are presenting themselves in His authority, His Word. Thus, they appear as fellow sheep. Yet, they are not sheep, and they are not truly speaking in the authority of the Word, because that which they preach does not line up with his word. So, we are either building on the rock or listening to the false prophets. Now, 
Compare the parallel with those of Jeremiah's day. Jeremiah 23. I did not send these prophets, yet they have run with their message. I did not speak to them, yet they have prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed my words to my people and would have turned them from their evil ways and their evil deeds. Just as there were many claiming much in the name of God in Jeremiah's day, we are now seeing many claiming much in the name or authority of Yeshua. But if what they teach doesn't line up with the Deuteronomy 13 test, then they are to be considered false prophets. For more information on that, please see our teaching titled, The Deuteronomy 13 Test. Many would respond with, but they just did a miracle in Jesus' name or Yeshua's name. They have to be of God. To which we respond, please watch our teaching titled, The Deuteronomy 13 Test. Deuteronomy 13 spells it out very clearly about those who do miracles and yet still do not teach the whole word. Deuteronomy 13. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder of which he has spoken takes place, and he says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. Yahweh your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. If we keep this frame of mind, meaning that since they did a miracle in his name, so they must be of God, we are only setting ourselves up for the Antichrist. For the scriptures are very clear that he will do the miracles as well. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refused to love the truth, and so be saved. And remember, these will all be done in the name of God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. He will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God, thus putting all of God's people to the ultimate test that is found in Deuteronomy chapter 13. Consider it this way. If you wanted to deceive someone, would you present them with a bold, blatant lie or with an imposter that looks identical to the truth? The enemy, who comes as an angel of light, has worked successfully throughout history in deceiving the church into rejecting the word. Ironically, all in the name of the word. Thus, as Yeshua said in Matthew 24, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. This is not to say that there won't be false Christs or false prophets in the end times, even Christ said that there will be those that come. Verse 24, For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs 
and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. The difference with these from those in verse 5 is that these do not claim the authority of the name of Christ. They could possibly claim his name, but it will be presented from a completely different source of authority, one that will be outside of the Word of God. For example, Muslims believe that Jesus will return, but the Jesus they are looking for will proclaim the authority that is of Islam, that given by Muhammad in the Quran, not that which is found in the Scriptures. Thus, he will proclaim the name, but not the authority of the Word. The difference being that those that proclaim the name of Christ in the earlier verses of this chapter had thought they were proclaiming the authority of the Word, yet the lives they lived denied that very authority they claimed. Unless you strive to live in the authority of the eternal Word, your claims are meaningless. It's these deceptions that we are to be alert to. It is the ones who are itching the ears and not speaking the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth that we are to avoid. I recently had a friend tell me that a local minister of hers said that she had the spirit of Antichrist because she was pursuing the law. I found this very interesting indeed. So according to this minister, the Antichrist, which basically means against Christ, is going to have everyone follow the example of Christ. <laughs> really? That's a new one to me. So I guess when we see a world leader rise up and say the very words of Paul as found in 1 Corinthians, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, well, I, I guess we should all run then. The deception of the enemy is running rampant today. This is truly a time of needing to have ourselves awake and alert like never before. Deception brings confusion, and confusion often creates apathy. And that is exactly what the enemy wants, apathy in the hearts of God's people to dig and examine for themselves. May we never fall prey to the enemy's tactics that lull us into an apathetic attitude of digging into God's Word. This very well may be the last days. As Paul said, may we truly stay awake and alert. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. We pray you have been blessed by this teaching. Remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations. For years, we've been told that Sunday is now the accepted day of the Lord. Ministers, pastors, teachers, all saying the same thing. 
But what if they were wrong? How can the fourth commandment be disregarded by millions every week? What scriptures are used for their defenses? If the word of God truly stands forever, how can man's word dictate otherwise? What authorizes any man, church, or denomination to alter the word of God? If the Sabbath was given to man, why should one ever think that God would take it away? Are you ready to confront your faith? Are you willing to let traditions fall? Learn what has been covered by centuries of man-made doctrines. Discover the truth as revealed in the scriptures of how the Sabbath is the sign between the Father and those who pursue after His ways. The Sabbath Day from 119 Ministries. One Nineteen Ministries is now available on Roku, Apple TV, Google TV, Xbox Live, and more. You can now access dozens of free video teachings straight from your home television in the comfort of your home. If you would like to learn more, please visit us at testeverything.net.